Blog Talk Radio. Saturn dedicated the show last week to that. They are now separating. 
that means that Mars is moving faster than Saturn, and so Mars is already at about 26 degrees Libra, quickly on its way into Scorpio, and Saturn is still at 24 degrees Libra, where it has been for about a week, and slowly making its way into Scorpio. Jupiter is making its way nicely through Gemini, 12 degrees already. Anybody that's in that mid-June got a birthday in the in the around the 7, 8, 9, 10 of June. I meant to say mid-Gemini. 7, 8, 9, 10 of June. Uh, that's going to be uh, really good for you right now because Jupiter is conjuncting your sun. So happy birthday to those people. Um, Uranus is in Aries still. We know the story about that. And we actually do have that strong T-square right now between Venus, Uranus, and Pluto. So if there's any tensions, um, you know, with uh, uh, coworkers, with women, uh, with women in authority, if women are in particular are feeling like men in authority are giving them an issue, then that's understandable. Right now, there's a whole energy of sudden change, sudden upheaval within relationships with women in particular. Um, I think this energy is giving women at some level a very strong voice, and I, you know, that I like that, that I, that I think that that's a good thing, that, uh, we need a little bit more of that, in fact. We need a little bit more of a, of a strong feminine voice speaking out from the women and from the men um, as well. I think men are capable of speaking from the point of view of the goddess, absolutely. Um, it's just that uh, it would be really great to have women actually doing that. Uh, Chiron is retrograde and uh, got up as high as about 8 degrees uh, Chiron, we don't talk too much about that, but that's about wounding. And anybody who's in their 50s, 50, or turning 50 this year, um, has been having a Chiron return. I don't mean to say 50s, early 50s, 49 through 51 or 2, that range right there. Uh, and there's a lot of people, obviously, who are in that range. They're having a Chiron return. It takes Chiron 50 years to go around the sun. And it, it it's in Pisces, so it really represents a disillusionment. It represents a disillusionment experience that we might be having with um, certain people in our lives. Again, specifically in astrology, it would depend upon what house Chiron was in in your chart. But the general theme is... How have you disillusioned yourself? What is it that you've expected from uh, certain people that they're actually really not capable of delivering? So um, that's our Global Energy Minute, basically. We have a lot of Leo. We have a lot of air. And the chart is actually very light on Earth. So um, only Pluto is in Capricorn. And Pluto's kind of far away, and it's not personal at all. So um, Earth is our ability to ground things and make things happen. So if you're feeling, you know, like it's been a little hard to actually get something done to produce a concrete result in the last week or so, that's because the, even the moon has not been in an Earth sign. So shortly, um, you know, 
the sun is going to be going into Virgo. I think we're going to do next week's show on that, an entrance to Virgo, last sign of summer coming up soon. And, of course, the moon will be in Virgo by tomorrow night, late tomorrow night. So, um, you know, there will be more Earth starting on the weekend. And uh, we'll look forward to that because we all want to be able to, you know, keep the house clean, get the laundry done. And if it seems difficult to do that, it's because there's no Earth grounding us. We're busy um, with our big ideas and our desire to communicate them. It's really, I think it's a good time. So, you know, this is a new moon time. The new moon is in the morning, I had said, and um, it's a Leo moon. I think it's important to... um, get tapped into exactly what that energy is. Leo is the rulership of the sun. And uh, when when we have a new moon energy, that's when the moon has delved as deeply as it can into the unconscious energy of the sign that it's in. So it's uh, the moon starts, you know, let's say if it's at full and it's making all, its way all the way to a new moon, right now we're at a pivotal point in that new moon energy because... For the next few hours until the morning, it doesn't really get more new than it's going to ever really be. It doesn't get more deep because eventually it reaches that that perfect new moment, right? The conjunction of the sun and the moon. And then all of a sudden the moon will be getting closer and closer and closer to full. So these few hours before it gets closer and closer to new are the deepest, most powerful, introspective moments of a new moon that we can possibly have. And when you look at um, the tarot, there's a specific card, the Eight of Cups, and that, that card shows a, uh, a, a moon that's getting very close to being new in the sky. And it's interesting because the character is walking away, and it's often perceived of that card as like a walking away from success, a walking away from things that you might have thought that you wanted, and um, and a walking kind of off to go and do deeper work and look in more deeply. And that's what the new moon represents. So that's why it's affiliated with that card. It's that whenever we go more deeply inside to take a look at what's going on inside of us, then we are closer to a new moon energy because the moon is going down into the sun. It's becoming more dark. It's becoming more unconscious. And it pulls us down in there with us. Then we finally get to this new moon moment, which is what we're talking about tonight, a capacity to actually have delved to have dived into our unconscious at some level and then we're going to bring that to the light whatever it is that we you know master or process during a new moon whatever events come out they're clearly coming out of our unconscious and we can then bring them more and more and more to the light more and more and more to the conscious as the moon becomes more full, which is, of course, in about two weeks from now. So um, we have um, a really good opportunity today to take a look at the new moon in Leo. So what's Leo again? You know, it's this um, energy of leadership. 
You know, I think what happens is is that it gets confused with showing off or it gets confused with taking center stage, but leaders often are at a point in the group where they are a part of the center stage because they have this energy and it's a creative energy that's being put out there that other people are magnetized towards. And somebody that speaks with confidence and radiates positivity and has creativity and a creative vision is often an inspiration to other people. And um, that kind of person is embodying a Leo energy. So Leo, the new moon in Leo, is our opportunity to go down within ourselves and find out in what area do we feel like we lead in, in what area do we feel like we can shine in what area do we feel like we can take charge and express our creativity. So it's an opportunity for us to look at, you know, our own individual uh, strength as a creative force. Leo also rules play. Leo rules playfulness. Leo rules our ability to take risks because there's a certain kind of boldness in a Leo energy. And again, the new moon is that where do we find that within ourselves? Where do we find our risk-taking? Where do we find our own personal boldness? So we're going to speak a little bit more about the new moon, but I think what I'm going to do is jump right in on my switchboard and um, see who's been hanging out here. Um, area code 970. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I heard a little beep. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Please feel free to jump me. <laughs> oh, um, what's your name? Karen. Karen? Yes. Hi, Karen. Where are you calling from? I am calling from the Four Corners area of Colorado. Awesome. I love it there. Yeah, me too. I have been there. Um, let's um, open up the astrology software. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Karen, what's the first initial of your last name? S. S? Yes. S. Got it. And uh, your birthday? 12-20-56. 12-20-1956. And your birth time? Uh, 5-24 a.m. That's very close to when I was born. And your birth town? Omaha. Been there, too. Get traveling around a bit myself. And the United States is so beautiful. It is. Yeah, truly. So, um, late Sagittarius, right? You know that. You're a Sag, kind of late Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. Have you met someone recently? Um, I'm in a relationship. I'm actually calling about a business deal that um, I'm supposed to meet the individual and kind of start okay. negotiations next week. Is it with a woman? No, it's a guy. It's with a guy. Okay. 
you have, um, you know, one thing that just stands out very clearly right now, you have Neptune square your Venus, and so it can mean situations that come in that are not exactly what they seem, and I'm not sure if it's the business deal, because Venus is not really a ruler of your business house. Um, but it could be, you know, it could still be applicable to the business deal because Venus is the natural ruler of Taurus, but it, it often represents some kind of a disillusionment. I don't know if you've had that already recently, um, but um, but there's some kind of a well, disillusionment. Okay. okay, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, my former, my husband died, my former sister-in-law is embezzling from me. So, yes, there's a female relationship, and I am disillusioned. <laughs> yeah, 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 where there's a betrayal. Absolutely. Yes. No, it's really, really clear um, that that just happened to jump out right away. But go ahead now and tell me a little bit about the business deal, and I'll look specifically for that. Okay. Well, it's a major, you know, group. There's, when I look them up, they just have all kinds of little corporations, although it's a primary that's contacting me from Scott. And they want to do a long-term lease. It involves a lot of money and um, and a kind of a marriage, if you will, between that group and myself. Because you know, I've got to. Is there any power struggle it. going on with it? Oh well, the typical businessman, uh, you know, let me tell you everything that's wrong and why I'm not going to give you the price you want. Just typical stuff that yeah I the real, see that the I see I see that there's a um you know like a power struggle going on with it with that patriarchal heavy-handed energy yeah. and you know you've got Mars in Aries so you're in your own chart you have Mars in Aries in the fourth house which also has to do with property land holdings uh, like. Uh, fundamentally like whatever it is that you would consider a part of your own property or home. But Mars and Aries in your chart, Karen, makes you very strong-willed. And so one yourself, you know. So one of the things you have to be, uh, you know, careful of is that, um, like, you, if you're going to have some kind of a, of a compromise or disagreement that it isn't just coming from some vision that you have that you haven't examined. So one of the things definitely that you should look at is a great, great reading. It's a perfect time for you to have a reading. I mean, in September, Mars is actually going to, con uh, sorry, Uranus, the planet Uranus is going to conjunct your Mars. That means it's going to be at seven degrees Aries. And Pluto is going to be square your Mars. You have a lot of energy on your Mars right now. And Mars is your initiative and your vision and what it is that you want to see happen. And it's your motivation. And it's like your, you know, it's the initiative and everything that we do that propels us forward in, in life basically is geared around our Mars energy and whether it's well aspected. At this time, there's going to be some very exciting, very fast, um, you know, I would say in early September something's going to happen very suddenly, um, but it should be a positive thing. Uh, usually Uranus doesn't create anything negative. Um, not in the, not in that way, not in the conjunction. So, I mean, I see it going pretty well. There's actually even some real stability um, in your chart that's possible moving into the fall. 
So so as far as this particular, now there's other people interested as well that are kind of yeah, off stage right now. Yeah, that it could be that, you know. It's, something's going to happen very suddenly right after Labor Day. That's what I see. So whether it's a completely different person who comes along and that jumps, you know, jumps in there, but there, there, there are just multiple levels of stability in your chart moving after that, after September. Um, so well, this this will change my life, and it'll lead me toward uh, doing my passion. Uh huh. You know, okay. I, I mean, I have a, a really nice job, and I like what I do, but it's not my calling. You know, That's fine. And this will free me up to that. So That's fine. Uh, the the, the, the other a, transit a that I saw immediately, it's 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 going to be very intense from the beginning of October to the end of the year, like those three months, October, November and December. Just be on the lookout for that deceptive betrayal energy from a woman. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I um, just happen to see that it's so strong that, you know, it's really standing out see, in your chart. Do you see that being anyone in particular? Uh, um, anything about that? N- nothing no. in particular. I mean, well, maybe, uh, 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 potentially a foreigner, somebody that's not from, you know, like, not from around you, not from the same background as you. Some of the not doesn't they don't have to be from a foreign country, but somebody that's really not from your people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and do you see this as a lease or a sale? I mean, it could go either way. Still. Well, you know, potentially it's um it's a lot of money. Um. I see it as a lease or a sale. It's about land holdings. It, 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 you know, your, the Iranian nature of it is what makes it difficult to predict, okay, because it's going to be more of a surprise what it's going to be. Is mm. it something that you want to sell? I think that would be the cleanest, Then I'm not married to somebody and having to check them all the time and, you know. Right. Yet... You know, what's interesting about this is Uranus is the ruler of your third house. And to me, it talks a little bit more about leasing it than selling it. That's what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All yes. right? I mean, that's, yes. Well, that is an excellent reading. Wow. Listen, thank, thank you. you for calling in. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. You're very welcome, hon. Have a great night. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check in with someone else right now, too. Area code 706. Um, Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Have you called the show before? No. No? Mm-mm. Great. Um, You want me to take a look at your chart for you? Sure. Okay, awesome. Have you ever had your chart looked at? Oh, many, many years ago, a friend of mine did my chart for me. What's your first your name? I'm Mary. Mary and Mary, what's the first letter of your last name? W. Um, and your birthday? Um, five nineteen fifty-two. And your birth time? Six forty-nine p.m. And your birth town? Waterville. 
Waterville, what state? Uh, Maine. Maine. Um, got it. There, it looks to me, like, honestly, there's a Waterville in just about every state. Is that amazing? Yeah, I swear. I'm like Maine, Minnesota, North Carolina, two of them, three of them in New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Vermont. It must be a very popular name. But Waterville, Maine, is that where you are today? Oh, no, no, no. Where are you calling me from? Georgia. Georgia. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you have a really good year last year? Um, Last no. year you had a Jupiter return, Mary. No, you we did. had a rough, we had a rough year. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Are you married? Yeah. Did your relationship deepen? Um, it's changed a lot, you know. It's amazing because... You have Jupiter in Taurus, Mercury in Taurus, Venus in Taurus, and you are a Taurus. You're very Taurian, and you're very relationship-oriented and very service-oriented, and it just surprises me because Jupiter was in Taurus last year, and I feel like it should have brought you maybe some money. It should have been able to have had good health, um, Your and your relationship should have deepened. None of that, huh? Um. It's been very sporadic financially. Okay. Um, extremely sporadic, and I've been waiting to open up a business. And you know, a friend of mine that was going to come in with me, Pat, uh, we were waiting. You know, she had breast cancer, and was her and her husband were thinking about coming up here and you know doing this, and then she passed, and it you know, and it's you know, then he came up, and then. You know, we talked about opening a store, and but he's not ready, you know, because of the situation, and I don't want to push him, and uh, I'm getting antsy. And and, and it, you have to open it with someone? I can't financially do this by myself. Got it. Well, you can't financially do it, so is there any other way for you to find a backer? Because you still have Jupiter in a really good place in your chart for you to get the funding for it. Is it something that you're willing to put the work into? Oh, yeah, yeah. Your chart chart is so service-oriented and so practical and so grounded. Well, I do. Um, You have very good transits for making it happen, but it seems to me you have Moon and Aries that even though you're looking for a financial business partner to help you out with this, you're the one that has to make it happen. You're the one that has to put the energy out there to actually make it happen. And if someone is feeling reluctant, find someone else. You know, find one of those kickstart things or put put a put something out, you know, got a great business idea looking for financial backing. I know it might sound hard to do, but you have the chart and the transits right now to be able to do it. Well, um, I mean, Patrick is, I mean, he... He's supposed to be coming back up here to uh-huh. uh, regroup, you know. Um, he told me to notify him when the space came open. We had looked at this one place that was a Victorian house, and uh, he was very impressed with that, you know. Um, but he was supposed to spend a week up here, then something happened, and he had to go back because it was a death. And, um, you know, he said he was coming back up. So he's not pulling the trigger, but 
All right, I see some good things around mid-September, September 17 in particular is really standing out and around that weekend, so, you know, maybe you can make it happen then. I just feel like you've got to put put it on someone, put that energy on someone, make them make a commitment or not, so that you're not wasting your time right now. Right. You know? So don't, like, wait around. You also have really good transit in October. Saturn's going to conjunct your Mars. Saturn's the ruler of the third. It's, like, good energy for communication with men in particular. So, but, you know, Mary, you've got Mars in Scorpio, Scorpio rising. You're not a, you know, you've got a very, very strong chart. You have Pluto in Leo, that's your ruling chart, and then you've got four planets in Taurus. You know how to make money. I do. I do. It's just been, you know, we did we did the move up here and you know, we had it it was just it's just been a really rough three years and my husband's side of the business, you know, it it's been creeping and now it's that's getting ready to you know, to to jump forward here and it's just, you know, and he has so I mean, for a long time you've had Pluto in the second house. That's been hard, period, financially. But it's been in there for a long time, maybe 10 oh, years I know. already. Well, it feels like 27 since I've been married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I would say get, take, you, you need to take some initiative and you need to make some of this happen on your own. That's why you have Moon and Aries, because... You're supposed to be, you know, making some of this happen. All right? Okay. Thanks for calling. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, astrology is a look at energy patterns, and that's what I always like saying is that when we're looking at someone's chart, we're looking at specific energy patterns, and we're not, um, you know, just wanting to... Um, Uh, you know, say like, oh, well, you know, you're going to meet a guy next week named Joe. Sometimes it's, um, it's, uh, it's, you know, like more specific. Sometimes there are things that are more specific, but there are things in astrology that I think are a little bit more meant to be uh, left for you to discover, especially when we're looking at Uranian energy, Uranus rules upheaval and surprise, and it's one of the more difficult things to um, predict. You know, you can predict the upheaval, you predict the suddenness, you can predict the surprise, but it's more difficult to get specific about it because the more specific I would get as an astrologer, the more the experience would morph into something else because you're not meant to be expecting it exactly. Otherwise, it wouldn't be Uranian. 207, you're on with me on the Inside Connection. Yes, hi, good evening. My name is Tom. Hi, Tom. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, Where are you calling me from? Northern Maine. Northern Maine. My last caller was born in Maine. Yes, I heard. So, um, Tom, what's the first letter of your last name? G. G. And uh, your birthday? January 27th, 1959, at 11.50 a.m. A.m., 
just before noon, and your birth town? Queens, New York. Queens. Okay, well, let's take a look. Have you ever had your chart read? Years ago, yes. Years ago. Awesome. Very Aquarian, very hardworking, very dedicated person, very idealistic, Tom. You have a lot of high ideals. And sometimes you're a little bit hard on yourself. I think you can be really uh, perfectionistic and um, not always so easy on yourself, you know? Are you in a relationship? Yes. Uh, For how long? 24 years. Yeah. I mean, that relationship has been very intense, and it's been very good, and it's been very big for you. And I hope that your partner has been... um, Uh, You know, wanting to dig in with the two of you and discover the truth and have, um, you know, a kind of intimacy that that you're looking for in a relationship where there's sensuality, but there's also an emotional depth to the relationship that makes it interesting to you because you're really only interested in... Uh, a, a very emotionally deep experience in relationship. You have a you have a very big uh, lesson to have learned with this person, and I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. Has it been okay, the relationship? Yes, very well. Good, that's good. So, um, you know, are you still working? No, I'm un- unemployed right now. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, that's one thing that I see, and are you looking for a job? Yes, I'm changing careers. Okay. Um, You know, I would think that over the last couple of years, you've been considering what change in career you want to be doing. Yeah? Yes. You're not, are you thinking about going back to school at all? I am in school now, yes. Ah, yeah. Because Pluto is in your ninth house, the ninth house rules higher education, and, um... A school wouldn't necessarily be easy for you right now, but it would be very transformational, and it would be very, um, it would kind of transform your ideas about working, because you have some very, you know, strong, strongly committed, very strong work ethic. You're very dedicated. I mean, is that true? Yes. Yeah. Because you have all three Earth signs present in your chart. You have a lot of it too. You have uh, Taurus rising. Mars and Taurus in the first house, in some ways that makes you very alpha male, strong, stubborn, but extremely loyal and extremely hardworking and extremely uh, very good taste, Um, the aesthetics, very wonderful aesthetics. And you sort of know that, and so you, um, you know, pride yourself on, on, uh, you know, your, uh, your good values. But you also have Moon in Virgo, which makes you, again, very organized, very um, helpful, very service-oriented, sometimes a little bit too self-critical, like I said at the beginning. And then you have Capricorn, Mercury in Capricorn and Saturn in Capricorn. So even though you're very idealistic, you know, you have a real set of Aquarian ideals because you're an Aquarius, we know that. If it doesn't, if it can't be practical, if it can't be grounded, if you can't do something for others with the your idealism, it doesn't really suit you. So hopefully you've been bringing that into your new career choice, that you're looking for something that 
suits your idealism, but is very practical and very something that people can rely on you for. Yes, definitely. Is there any specific question you want me to answer for you? Yes. Um, where Where is my living situation headed? Living situation. The sun is the ruler. Um, are you living with your partner? Uh, yes, we are, but we're we're shacked up in a motel right now. We we uh, were evicted from our home, and we're looking for another place. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, generally in the fall, generally you have really good transits, so I'm happy to tell you that that generally there's you know some positive energy moving for you. So you're looking for when um, again, it's not until after Labor Day. You do have Uranus sextile the sun sometime between the 7th and the 18th of September. I would think something should break. I can look a little bit more in detail for you. Um, The 12th 13th, 14th, 12, 13, 14, excellent time for you to, you know, find something. Mid-month September, think you can hang out that long? Mm, that's kind of pushing it. We were hoping to be out by the end of the month. Yeah, I, I and I see that also. You do have some, you know, positive, you know, transits for the end of the month, but I'm not sure they're about moving. And then I think when it seems very low and like it doesn't look like anything's going to be able to really manifest for you, something pops up right there near the beginning of September. Oh, great. Well, at least it's, you don't have to wait longer than that, right? Really? That's really. positive. Definitely. So plan for that and kind of hang in there because do, do you have anything lined up or you already know where you're going to be living? No, we we just got thrown into this last week, so. Yeah, I think what you, you know. need to do is it, it feels a little like, okay, we're a little in shock, regroup, get your money together. If you need to get yourself into a temporary housing situation, look for something that's super reasonably priced that you can afford and then, you know, move into something new by the beginning of September, okay? Maybe you're maybe what's happening is is that you're going to be finding that you get a move-in date into something new in the beginning of September and you just have to hang out for a few weeks. That'd be fine. All right? Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Nice to talk to you. So I want to thank everybody for listening in the archives. Uh, my archive listeners are here with me tonight. I know you are. And um, I know you're liking the Global Energy Minute, but don't forget to also tune in for the meditation. I um, I have one more caller right now that I want to get in the switchboard, and then we're going to get to that meditation right away. 310, you're on the Inside Connection. Hi. Hi, how are you tonight? Uh, doing good, thank you. Good. Who's this? My name is Hugo. Hugo? Hugo. Yeah. And um, do you want me to take a look at your chart? 
Uh, yes, please, if you can. Are you calling me from Los Angeles? Yes, I am. Awesome. Um, what is the first initial of your last name? R. R. And your birthday? 8-28-1991. August the 28th, 91. And your birth time? 10.09 p.m. And your birth town? Los Angeles, California. Got it. Okay. Let's see what comes up. Have you had anyone read your chart for you before? No, I tried doing it myself, but I guess there's just so many elements to it that I don't know there what to are. begin. So it's just it, one thing tells me one thing, and then they look into it. It is complicated. Right. So it's, it it's is complicated. But you know that I'm in L.A., and if you'd like to have a personal reading with me, that I always offer a discount uh, for the Internet Radio listeners, so you can contact me through the website, L.A. Healer, if you want to find out more about that. Oh, um, you have Taurus rising, and it makes Venus the ruler of your chart. And you have Venus in Leo in the fifth house, and you have three planets in Leo. So even though you're a Virgo, you're really a lot more like a Leo, because even though you've got Taurus really? rising, oh. and I'm sure you're a very like nice-looking person, Taurus rising, a lot of Leo... Um, and the sun in Virgo is in the fifth house. So there's a strong desire for you to be seen and noticed. And you have even Mercury retrograde. You have Venus retrograde in Leo. It magnifies some parts of your personality that make it where you're very playful, you're very forgiving. There's a real positive side to your chart. But, um, but it's, it, I find this kind of Leo energy is often craving to be noticed at some level, and that can make it hard um, because, you know, you can't force that to happen. And I'm sure you radiate a certain amount of, uh, you know, really wonderful, warm, uh, welcoming energy. You also have Mars in Virgo, so you're a super helpful person, and you take your shirt off for people and, you know, like really bend over backwards for them. But the 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 um, the Leo in your chart, and then you have Moon in Aries. You also have Moon in Aries. So there's a lot of fire in your personality, and um, I'm sure you know that. You can be the life of the party, but um, you have to understand that that natural warmth you want it just to be able to spill over onto people, rather than sometimes needing to um, have that directed towards you, like adoration, people people adoring you. They do. Don't worry about that. And um, the other part, the other interesting, really interesting part of your chart is that you have a lot of Capricorn and Moon's North Node in the ninth house. Your destiny point is in the house of spirituality. I don't, I don't know if you're interested. What are you? What are you doing for work? Right now, I working in. I'm working in fashion. Right now, you're working in fashion. Are you designing? Yeah. No, actually, I um, it's just. Right now, I'm doing buying for a company, but it's temporary, uh-huh. and I'm just hoping that turns into something permanent. I mean, that whole Capricorn haven of mine is just, I don't know, I'm very career-oriented. You know what I mean? I like something like Yeah, no, no, I know you're very career-oriented, Capricorn Midheaven, but remember, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn, and so Saturn is the ruler of that, and you don't have Saturn in a 
Capricorn, you have Saturn and Aquarius in the 10th house. So it is about working with a group of people and working with a collective of people. Your chart, though, you know, you need a little bit more, I think, than just buying. If you've never done any designing, you should think about it. And you're very young, you know, you really just... You're actually just getting ready to have what's called the the um, the Uranian square, the first Uranian square. So, like, you're you're very young. You don't really realize yet what's going to happen to you as you move into your career. Like, you might you might um, have this position deepen for buying, but the truth is, is that I think you're going to get a lot more involved in like the front end. You know, not so much. I feel like you are because what are you doing with that Leo energy you know I mean how are you how are you you know coming out as a leader how are you directing some of this attention to yourself no maybe maybe yeah I guess if you were if you were styling or if you were if you were dressing or if you were working with a lot of women you might find that if they were very glamorous, maybe that would suit you because you would be able to project a lot of that that energy onto them. But I don't just see you doing just buying. It does. It just doesn't seem like enough. So remember, you're very young. You're about to have the Uranian also, square. You know what I'm talking about? The Uranian yeah. square. Uranus is going to square your natal Uranus next year, and everything is going to change. Everything is going to change. You're going to have opportunities. You're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm in a rut. I need to change this. I need to stir it up. And you're going to. That's what's going to happen first. You're going to stir things up. You're looking for stability, all that earthy stability, Virgo and Capricorn. But what's going to happen is is that you're going to be like, whoa, this is good. I can do this. I can do this. You know, you're going to find movement in your chart, a lot of movement. And Uranus is the ruler of your 11th, so it's going to come from friends and groups and people that you're affiliated with. I see it a very positive time for you. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. That whole needing and attention, though. Say it again? The whole needing attention and uh, adoration. I feel like that's just one of the things that makes it so difficult to find someone, you know what I mean? <laughs> find someone like a partner. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I've been single for a long time. Come and, on, you're I 21. Mean, <laughs> You've been single for a long time. You sound like you're hey, 50. It's, it's a while. <laughs> anyway, you're it's 21. Whole, it's, it's so hard it's to be 21. Venus, right? you know, I mean, that's just the truth of that. Most of the people, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna minimize it, but I'm still gonna tell it to you straight. You're 21. <laughs> You have to lighten up on that. You have to recognize that your life is going to go through, between now and the time you turn 30, a multitude of changes. And even though you're looking already for a certain kind of stability and like structure, structure, all that Capricorn, you know, you want that, you want it to just be grounded, you know. I feel like also the fifth house, which is where you have so many planets, is very overly romanticized in relationships. You know, there's like a, relationships are overly romanticized. You have Pluto and Scorpio in the seventh house, so you have to be careful about just getting involved with people that might be a little bit too intense for you, like a little bit overwhelming, like you probably want that, but they, they, 
you know, you don't want to get involved with anybody that where it's destructive for you. So even at your little ripe young 21-year-old age, I can tell you like Pluto and Scorpio in the 7th house is is yeah, transformational relationships, but find good ones that transform you in a positive way that want to lift you up. Hmm. And don't be so perfectionistic. <laughs> I'll try not to. You know, it's easy to say, right? Right. No, I mean, it's awesome. You have an awesome chart with a lot of creativity. It's a lot of creativity. Don't just allocate all of that Leo energy to some romantic relationship. Fifth house is the house of children and and and, and um, creative and procreative and speculation and taking risks and making investments. And so... One of the things I find about Virgo is that they have a really hard time doing that because they're always afraid they're going to make a mistake. You have to let some of that go, you know. You have to recognize we make mistakes and that we learn from them and hopefully they're not big mistakes and then we grow from them and then we don't make them again and we move on to new things. Right. Right on. Well, keep in touch. I'm definitely interested for the reading. Please, I'm here. You're welcome. Honestly, I'm I'm here. I'm in Hollywood, and um, if you write me, I'll tell you what that discount is. I don't really talk about it on the radio, but it's quite good. And um, and uh, you know, maybe you want to come in and do some work with me, where we can get more specific about some of this. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. I hope you have a really great night. Likewise. Thank you very much. So um, let's do that meditation since there was a short meditation promised, and um, I would uh, I would um, like to uh, like do that. Okay, so feet flat on the floor and really nice, planted, relaxed. Breath in, breath out, and we're going to go to the inner temple. That's where we're going to go tonight because it's Leo, so we have to go to a place of um, some pretty, you know, high-up energy and good energy. So, feel the sun at your crown, the sun right at the top of your head, and then just below the crown, right in front of your forehead, feel the moon. Just that energy, sun at the top of your head, blazing with light, and it's warm, and it's warming your body, and moon right in front of your forehead. And then I want you to walk down a staircase with me, down a staircase, down, down. It could be like a basement, but it's more lit than that. It's not dark and it's not dank. It's just a staircase descending. And we're going to walk down that staircase. And when we get to the bottom, we're going to walk down a corridor straight ahead. And then the corridor is going to open up into a really big room that's just filled with light. It's filled with light. And there, on the opposite side of the room... It's sort of like a big chair. You could think of it like a throne if you want to, or it could be just some kind of a really comfortable chair. And you walk up and you approach that chair, and there's someone sitting in that chair. And that person is an authority. They know a lot, you know, and you can tell that they know a lot because they're they're sitting there smiling at you with a very knowing sense of themselves on their face. And they're pleasant and easy to be around, and you feel warm and friendly in their presence. And what we want to do is you want to sit down, 
sit down right there on the steps or on the floor or on a mat or someplace comfortable right there in front of that person. And I want you to breathe in and I want you to breathe out and I want you to look into that person's eyes and I want you to see the love. I want you to see the love that they have there for you and I want you to see them looking back at you with that love, that tenderness and the way in which we can impart that back and forth between each other. And this person who's a leader, who's an authority, is giving you some of that energy in a, you know, like a blessing, as a blessing, translating and moving some of that energy over to you um, to bring that energy to you. You're breathing it in, you're breathing it out, you're taking it into your body. And they're allowing that leadership and authority energy to be shined down and bestowed on you. And it feels good. It feels warm. It feels light. It feels very invigorating, very invigorating. So then what I want you to do is I want you to stand up and I want you to walk back out of the room. You can bow. You can thank you. You can say namaste. You can say, you know, have a good night. You can say whatever you like to that person, and I want you to walk out, walk out of the room, walk down the hall, see the staircase in front of you, and walk up, 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 and then you're going to come back out here with me. So gently, you're going to open up your eyes and be back. And this is a very short meditation, but that's good. There were a lot of callers tonight. The person in the chair was you. They were you, they were someone you know, they were a friend, they were a relative, they were someone that's deceased, they were someone that you respect, but they were you, they were a reflection of you, and uh, that's a a beautiful thing, um, to be able to know that you can have that energy bestowed on you from that person, from that leadership energy, and that, that energy is good, that energy is kind, And that's the energy that gives you the power to go out there and shine that light on others. And we know you're out there. We know that you want to shine that light on others. We know that you want to, you know, touch the stars and keep your feet on the ground. We know that. We, me, your guides, your inner guides, my inner guides, we're all collected here for a time of important transformation where this path of energy alignment is essential for us to be able to move forward in the directions that we want to go, that we need to go. I hope you all have a really great night. I will be here next Thursday. We're going to do a Virgo show. I'm going to leave you with a song by Nick Drake called Road. And I'll talk to you next Thursday. Have a good night.